0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. In house, Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. How's Rocco? Such a fantastic day for talk radio. Thank you for that, Rocco. Alyssa Freeman is a PR and pop culture media expert. How's Alyssa?
1: Oh, just fine. Thank you for asking, John.
0: You're welcome. And Kevin Gaudette, uh president of Brightpoint Strategy and formerly of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Mr. Gooddett, good to have you on board.
2: Thank you, sir. I'm living the dream today.
0: Happy to be back. Are you? Yeah. Listen, I'm back, and uh, I live the dream on the weekend.
1: <laughs> did you ever?
0: I did. Mahomes' dream. Big, time. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Uh,
2: you weren't. You weren't the guy
0: sleeping in the stands. I noticed. <laughs> no, I hardly slept at all. Actually. Uh, thanks for. being sound. That you up. sounded a bit like it. Well, you know what? Uh, just barking at people to sit down because uh, the guy in front of me had a big Mahomes plastic head. Oh my gosh. And uh, anyway, so of course. You didn't know that from the back because it was just white plastic, but uh, still in all. It was a great time had by all, and our thanks and shout-out go to Charlie Angelacos from Bats. The people there just do everything so impeccably right. It was amazing. Mm. And uh, the crew as well from GFL were part of the entourage. Oh. My man, Teddy, from the Harbor oh. 60 Steakhouse. The, best. Guys, yeah, the it, best. it was an entourage that oh made God. Wahlberg blush. Uh,
2: <laughs> How was
0: Half the halftime show? You know what, not just the halftime show, Pitbull before in the... uh oh, right. It was the area the NFL held their own uh tailgate party in, and Pitbull put on a concert. Even I
1: know who that is.
0: Yeah, Uh he was full... Mr. Worldwide. Yeah,
1: that, that's uh, second fiddle. Poor Pitbull.
0: Full measure. No, and you know, uh there oh, was there Latino royalty. He is, in Miami. Well, yeah, but yeah. the
1: Latinas had the spotlight, Rocco. Yes, let's for not sure. forget that. They did. I mean, it was a
0: great show. Logistically, Fantastic. how they could put all of that together in a span of 20 minutes... I videotaped actually. That was more intriguing to me than a lot of the other stuff. Just an army. It looked like ants uh marching out of the end uh, the end zone. I mean in the opening there and with floats that all came together. How they planned it, it was like Ike planning D-Day. I'm sure in the future people will still film of that and say must have been done by aliens. Could have been. That's how the pyramids <laughs> got built. Uh same idea. But it was amazing. It was a good time right across the board and uh all the other shows and geez it was decadent. Uh, to say the least. But I've digressed, and I appreciate you all coming in on this Tuesday afternoon because we have many, many things to discuss. You know, uh, the return flight there back uh, all went off without a hitch, (laughs) tickety-boo, unlike our friends who (laughs) were on their way (laughs) to Montego Bay. Yeah, i got to bring this up because this was a case where you had some idiot decided he wanted to uh, create some art. Boy, uh, I miss the old days when it would take, you know, a couple of cans of paint and a palette maybe, but this guy... Uh, James Potok from Vaughn, uh, he was interviewed by Global News reporter Tom Hayes because he's the one who disrupted the flight, they had to return two hours in, landed at Pearson Paramedics, Peel Police answered the call, charged him with mischief. Give a listen to this.
3: I was looking to, to create a video, yes, that, was, that would go viral. Mm. Yeah. For what purpose though, to go viral? I'm an artist. Any publicity for myself is good publicity. And what do you think now about what happened? What I did was wrong. I ruined the flights for 200 and some odd people. I ruined their flight.
0: Ruined their flight. Uh, but great art is disruptive. This guy's almost like uh, Banksy, isn't he? I mean, here's a guy.
1: Oh, well. Okay, okay. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm only half kidding about this. Just the... what were you drinking at that game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just going to say. No. Uh, my real question on this matter is charged with mischief, and I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be something a little more serious. Nowhere near so, enough. No. Nowhere near enough. There's there's,
3: there's also got to be financial penalties because the cost of the fuel and then resending people out. I mean, I think he should be paying this off for a very long time because in the very wise (laughs) words of my late mother-in-law, at the end of days, the Lord will cure the halt and the lame, but the fools will always be fools.
0: All right. uh, So a more severe penalty, Kevin? rather than mischief i don't know what that implies
2: well, I'm, I'm actually okay with a criminal charge of mischief i would love to see every individual on the plane file uh small claims against him to, for the max you know, pain and self pain and suffering anguish the cost of flight and inconvenience and now 200 times thirty thousand in ontario is whatever that is sixty thousand bucks or, or whatever no. the math is um 600 and, 600 there we go off off by 0 um, sorry uh, and then uh whatever else lawsuit you could get uh, WestJet. So I actually would like to see some civil forfeitures on this on side of it or,
0: or claims. All right. Do we all concur uh, the mischief <laughs> charge alone? Okay, we get it that it would be the criminal charge, but nonetheless, there's got to be some kind of a civil penalty in, involved here as well.
1: Likely, yes. But I mean, you know, can you also charge for absolute stupidity too? I, you know, I, I think that it's interesting that there was no common sense or, or any forethought given to the fact that, You know, his main motivation was, I want to be famous, and I want this to go viral. And this sense of going viral has become pervasive among our society, especially of a younger demographic. So, in in essence, you know, he forgot all about the ramifications, all in the pursuit of fame and becoming viral on a medium that can or cannot do that for you. So, you know, the fact that he's having remorse afterwards... Okay, that's not bad. At least he realizes his actions. But I think that that really it, it stands to be a good lesson to people who are all about going viral, doing that extra thing, going that extra mile to the outrageous in order to gain attention for themselves. And the thing is, is that we're seeing that more and more now.
3: Well, it's an interesting parallel to the recent case, the ongoing case of Chair Girl.
1: I was just thinking that, exactly. And,
3: And one of the big defenses that her lawyer came up with was, well, actually, she didn't take the video, didn't intend to benefit from it from a publicity standpoint, whereas this guy... Out front, that was the motivation. Now, in in her case, throwing the chair could actually lead to deaths, uh, which thankfully there's no you know there wasn't a chance of that here. But um, still, that that link up exactly
0: as you say is is a disease. Well, here we are talking about him, though, so it kind of almost feels dirty doing that. Though. No, I, don't, I haven't don't, mentioned I, his I name. Don't, I don't know his yeah. name. Yeah. No. I, I
2: know him as the idiot on the plane. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the
2: I'm artist, the a... artist, <laughs> currently the art, known as stupid. Yeah,
0: Google, moron. All right, but symptomatic of the times, as you say, with Chair Girl, uh, it's all about their own narcissism. The girl
1: who climbed that crane in the middle of the city uh, mm. before just yeah. to hang out there. Yeah. so the raccoon more... did the same thing.
0: <laughs> would more severe penalties get their attention and act as a deterrent to others following suit?
1: Yes, that is absolutely probable, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that in the pursuit of fame that I think that there's a certain... Um, you know, uh, f- factor here that it's eh, not going to happen to me. It's the whole that happened to them. It's not necessarily going to happen to me. But yeah, I mean, if they choose to look at and go, oh, uh, I remember what happened to that guy on the plane. I don't want to do that. Yeah, there's some yeah. percentage who will listen to that, and there's some possession, a percentage that will turn a blind eye and say, I think this is a risk worth taking.
3: No. Look, at it, in the traditional economy, people understood that to get publicity, you buy advertising and buy it on a great station like 640 here and and Johnny's show and those who think they can get away with it just quote unquote virally which is or you is, yeah,
2: you do something noteworthy not notorious Oh, yes mm-hmm. right
3: then then there is a marketing cost.
1: But I'd also like to take subject, you know, a lot of people say this, any PR is good PR. Well, I, he said it. I, I yeah. know. And I need to tell the listening audience that is not so because you have to suffer even if it's that 20% of negativity. Yeah, that doesn't do anything to bolster your brand. In essence, you know, you're starting to backpedal and you're starting to have to make excuses. So, you know, to think that any PR is good PR, you really have to take a step back and think, well, What is the worst that can happen and can I answer to it?
0: You know, when you talk about, uh, well, take out an ad or something like that, uh, somebody did take out an ad on the weekend in the four major papers here in Toronto, the Globe, the Sun, the Post, and the Star. It was Kevin. Uh, (laughs) I wish I could take
2: credit for it, darn it, but I cannot. Well, that's the question, whether or
0: not somebody ought to step up, take credit, be named, Uh, that's one of the complaints that they're anonymous. Vaughn Working Families is the group, but they have no web page. There's no way of tracking down. And <laughs> interestingly, the papers are not divulging who placed the ad. They're just happy to get the cash at this point. <laughs> They're not going to question from who or what, you know, ill gotten gains or. Uh... But there have been accusations that this is, well, it's just mirroring, echoing uh, Ford talking points. So it must be dialed into the government or Minister Lecce. And the idea of Vaughn Working Families is up around his parts. Uh, he's King Vaughn. So. Is there anything inappropriate when the MPP uh, with the NDP, Terrence Natishik, says, well, you know, you got by-elections going on in Ottawa, so this is a transgression of the Elections Ontario Act. You can't be placing partisan ads during a campaign. Anything to that complaint, Rocco? Well, look,
3: there's been a long-running uh, debate around those, this issue, as you remember Um you know the the various unions were running significant campaigns for the last couple of of elections. We don't have tens of millions same, of dollars. Yeah, we don't have the same kind of rules, so um, it's not at all clear to me. Um, unless they 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 could show that this was actually government money that was doing it, or specifically the the party as opposed to individuals. Uh, no 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 knowledge, but quite frankly, you know what's the doughboy worried about if if this isn't a message that actually resonates with parents, then, you know, then they're just wasting money. The reality is there's a there's a real issue out there. Parents are struggling. Uh, They're being severely inconvenienced on a personal level and their their children are being
0: used as hostages. And this has got to come to a conclusion. Well, the ad does state uh, teachers union leaders are risking student success. Children are not pawns. In case you haven't seen it, a woman looking very dismayed, holding up uh, a report card with an F, and there are spelling mistakes on it. And so, needless to say, reflective of what I guess is uh, a feeling of inferior education in the province of Ontario. Full page in all the major dailies, and uh, is this uh, something that you can condone or you have issues with, Alyssa?
1: I don't have issues with it. I think that, though, if you're going to do something like this, you know, in the States, when they have these uh, separate coalitions or or side groups that put out, like the, the co said, yeah, the PACs, mm. um, you know, they would have a web, you would go, and it would be, so in this case, it's Vaughn Working Families, whoever they are, and it would, there'd be some sort of landing page, and you could have some sort of site that would at least say about who we are, you know, what our mandate is, get kids back to school, I mean, you can do that. I don't know why they didn't do that, because even if... if, what, if, if what
0: if it's just a wealthy guy who uh, wants to spend his dough? There are a lot of such up and going.
1: I, I understand that, but I mean, even a wealthy guy would sort of know when you're parodying the government platform that there could be backlash a bit, uh, from it. And I, I have to believe that actually the government <clears throat> did know about this. I'm, I'm I'm, speculating. You've got to believe? I don't know. It's You
0: don't? Well... Okay, but that's but, your suspicion. But the,
1: but the thing is that you really have to cover your track. So create a pack site, show what this is all about, and, and give some credence to it because the messages are valid. So when you think that, when you start a side narrative of is this really government money or, or who really did put this, you know, take that off the table and just allow the message to come through.
0: All right. Well, I would think that the government, uh, if in any way, shape, or form were tied into this, that's a real risk they'd be assuming, you know, so you don't want any kind of smoking gun to follow you. No, uh, Kevin, I'll give you a quick word on this one. Do you condone this ad? Do you think there's anything wrong with placing it the way it's been placed?
2: No, look, well, I'm a free speecher, so if somebody wants to anonymously pay for an ad, good for them. And with respect to the timing and the election campaign, given the lead time it would have taken in order to get this purchased and placed, the individual or individuals or organization whichever wouldn't have known um that the campaign was going to be announced uh well and the, unless you no, believe no, the conspiracy no, that no
3: no no <clears> newspaper <throat> ads these days to johnny's point you can be pretty quick on but the turnaround. Al- but around. it's also
2: not for a party or against a no. party so i don't see how it's political advertising in that sense it's actually just specifically um you can argue it's anti-teachers' union, I guess, but that's not for or against Last any, any checked, political they're not, party. They're not yeah. on the ballot. Right. They may wish to be, and they might be synonymous with the NDP, I guess. But
1: but he's also making a linkage that it could be government. So... Well,
0: that, that it uh, parrots the, the talking points of the Ford government. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, there are some people out, out there who still subscribe to that agenda (laughs) those policy positions and so if that's their prerogative as individuals or even a loose collection of such uh... to place an ad their money's as good as anybody else's and so too uh... is their message because as you say kevin it is freedom of speech Amen. we need more of it well yeah because it's in retreat and i wanted to talk about that as well uh... some issues have arisen of late with the liberal government uh acting on this panel report that came out late last week, 97 recommendations to insert themselves into the media. Is this policy creep or is it something to recommend uh, what they're doing ostensibly to protect Canadian content and culture? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.